Hello? Hey, are you free? I really need to talk right now. I'm 20 minutes away. I'll be there in five. Hey guys, it's Allie Evans. I'm here with... Annie Given Fink. And welcome back to Always Anxious. So today I texted Annie on her way over here and I said, I'm so fucking anxious. Uh, that's what we're talking about on the podcast. And she was like, okay. Um, so if you hear me eating at any point, it's because I'm an emotional eater and I made us a giant bowl of fries. It said serving size for half a bag was five people, but there's two of us. One, I'm super anxious that uh, a half a bag of fries is supposed to serve five people because I've certainly eaten an entire bag to myself multiple times. But what I'm anxious about right now is earlier today, I had a bit of a like mental breakdown because I went to this audition and right now I'm actually filming a show, humble brag. Um, <laughs> but I've been really stressed out because I have a lot going on like outside of that and then I'm on set till like 4 a.m. And so I'm the type of person who's really hard on myself and always wants everything to be perfect. Sure. And so I really did not want to go on this audition. I like begged my agents. I was like, look, I'm just not right for this. I'm not connecting with the material. I know I'm not going to do a, a great job. And like, Did you have to audition or was it like they just gave you an offer? No, I, this one. I had to, I had to, they asked me to come in and audition for the part. So Got the it. casting director I've been in for a bunch of times and they asked for me to come in. And... I knew I should have trusted my gut, but what I'm anxious about now is it's like impossible for me to let things go because I went in on the audition today. Like I had to learn it an hour before going in and I feel like I just totally bombed the audition, like did such a bad fucking job. And I'm sure if you asked the casting director, they would have been like, she was fine, but she seemed a little off. I, I, or I'll get a fucking offer tomorrow. Like who knows? I have no gauge when I'm in there, but I just feel like I did a horrible job. And that's not what I'm upset about. What I'm upset about is that I didn't trust my gut and I'm mad at myself because I keep promising myself I'm gonna have a backbone about stuff. Like I know when I shouldn't do something. Sure. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Like it has nothing to do with the acting. Like in general, I'm the type of person where like I get gut feelings about things all the time. And every time I don't listen to myself, I always end up so anxious and so pissed off at myself because I'm like, fuck. Like, I knew that this is how it would be. I know myself well, but then when people try and guilt me or pressure me into things, I just do it because I have no backbone. I think that that's a really fair feeling, and obviously your feelings are super valid in that. I obviously relate deeply in terms of, like, when you don't trust your gut and your gut is telling you not to do something. Like, the thing that I would compare it to in life is when you are going back and forth on a text to send mm -hmm. to someone, like in dating, right? When yeah. you're dating someone yeah. and you, your gut is telling you, do not send this text. Mm -hmm. And then you send the text and you're like, God damn it. Like, why did I send that text? And then you want to beat yourself up because it's that feeling of, if I had just listened to myself, I wouldn't right. be sitting here staring at my phone. Right. Wondering why I sent this humiliating text message. Yeah, it's like when you instigate situations where you're like, this is only going to end poorly. And it doesn't even have to just be in relationships. But I know I've like sent shit to people in the past being like, this won't go well. There's something in me being like, don't do this bad idea. 
And every time I'm right, but you have like this weird impulse where you just like go against it. What is that? Is that just like self-destruction? Yes. <laughs> like I wonder this every time, like every time I send like a risky text or like be or do anything that my gut is inherently telling me not to do that I always feel like shit for. Right. After I wouldn't even say I would say anxiety inducing is the 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 base of of that. Like it is it's it's something else. Like you feel you want to like die. It's right. awful. Do you feel like you're a self sabotager? A hundred percent. Because I know I am. I am a. If you looked up a self, if you looked up a self sabotager in the encyclopedia, it would just be my face <laughs> for four pages. But do you think adjective noun verb? Do you think you actively self-sabotage or yes. do you think it's subconscious? No, I think I actively self-sabotage. See, for me, I feel like a lot of the time it's subconscious because like, for example, even when I went into this, this audition, mm -hmm. even though I didn't want to go, I'm the type of person where I'll always do my best at something. Like, even if I really don't want to do it, I'm not going to do something half-assed. I'm always going to do it all the way. But part of me wonders if I knew I didn't want to get the part. I knew I didn't even want to be there. So did I subconsciously purposely make myself fuck up? No, I think that you, I think acting is a completely different beast. I think that that's right. its own, that's its own animal. And you hear so many stories. I mean, as cornball as it sounds, like you hear so many stories of like, I went into this audition and didn't think, any, did not think this was going to be anything. And that ends up being their career making move. Right. So sometimes you have to push against your gut with acting specifically, I feel like, just because you, you truly never know. Like, right. you really don't ever know. I think that for me in my life, self-sabotaging is just a coping mechanism that it ha it's just a nightmare. Right. Like, uh, as as previously stated, like, I, I am an emotional terrorist. Do, do you feel like you do it because you're too scared to tackle something and you know if you just push yourself into it by self-sabotaging then it's just more comfortable. Like I feel like a lot of the time when I self-sabotage, especially in relationships, it's because I'm too scared to confront something in a mature, proper way. So I know if I self-sabotage, then I'm gonna be forced to deal with the situation. So there are two different fronts for me on that. One, when I actually self-sabotage, so, so I don't self-sabotage in relationships unless I am trying to get out of that relationship. Mm -hmm. I do, however, act out my relationships, but I think that the two are not, yeah. I think the two are very different. I definitely have pushed um, my husband, Jordan, to the breaking point on more than one occasion with my um, behavior, one might call it behavior. <laughs> Others might call it psychosis. Um, it's really <laughs> pick your player, I don't know. Um, but I know that in the past with relationships, I will self-sabotage as a means to an end, to like mm. push the people. But, but you know what? I gotta say, I've never had anyone break up with me for it. <laughs> I, I, I self-sabotage and then I still end up being having to be the one to pull the plug, which right. is like, what's the point? Like, I tried to make you hate me and it didn't work. No, literally, like I did everything in my power to, to make you hate me. Like I used, like I, uh, I didn't respond to your texts for days. I ignored you. I was a starfish in the bedroom. Like I did everything that I could. I 
drunk dialed you. <laughs> like what? But then it's weird because I often I went through your phone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, Jesus, that that terrifies me. You know, I've never gone through someone's phone because I'm so deeply scared of like getting caught in the act. I know, slow clap for me. Slow <laughs> clap for Allie, ladies and gentlemen. She's never gone through anyone's phone. It's just ter- I just don't. No, I wish I could. There's been times where I want to go through people's phones so bad, but I feel like I would like faint or have a seizure, so I can't do it. I have like backflipped army crawled over beds in the middle of the night on my tippy toes like a goddamn ninja to like get to somebody's phone. And then literally on the floor, army crawled to get to a phone to then look through it. I just know I would get caught. Have you ever gotten caught? I always get caught. (laughs) What do you mean? Always. I've never not gotten caught. It doesn't work. But it doesn't work. Oh, okay. Um, I did, however, and Tyler can attest to it, once have an ex-boyfriend track me via Find My iPhone app. Yeah. Well, you were together? Yeah, well, we were together because I was ignoring his calls because I am an emotional terrorist who's a self-sabotager and I was ignoring his calls for three days. I'm going to be honest. I've done that. And he definitely, we've all done it. Like, he, and he find my iPhone at me and found me. Oh, he came to you? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's he a, showed up. That's scary. <laughs> no, it was like, it was very scary. It was like, I mean, to be fair, he hates me. Like, he's, I'm currently blocked on LinkedIn by him. Didn't know you could block someone on LinkedIn until, um. You got blocked. Until I was blocked. One thing that I, like, struggle with is I'm a type of person who always, like, I want to do right. I want to, you know, do a good job and be a good person and do things the right way and like get to the top the right way. And like, I'm always about doing it the right way, but I don't really think there is a right way. And when I think about self-sabotaging, as we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. I get frustrated sometimes because I feel like even when I do everything the right way and handle situations really mature and like take the high road and be the bigger person, nine times out of 10, it doesn't even matter because the other person I'm dealing with is not willing to do the same thing. And I feel like if two people aren't willing to handle a situation the same way, it's just pointless. And then I'm like, oh, fuck it. I should have just been a psycho like that. No, here's, so here, here's what I will say about that. There's something to be said for keeping your side of the street clean. Mm-hmm. and taking the high ground. Because I know that for me, there have been moments where I have absolutely not, and by sometimes I mean most of them, and gone in and like guns a-blazing and just impulsively done shit and sincerely wish that I hadn't because the person either A, came back with something that was like- Way better than Way better than what I had said. Or, or B, taking the high ground, and then I feel like an asshole. Right. And I, and I know I look bad. And, and as, as a narcissist, as a full-blown narcissist, it, uh, there's nothing worse than looking bad. Right. Right. So knowing that the person that you hate then makes you look bad is like, the honestly, I can't think of a worse hell. Right. Maybe living in Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No offense, Riverside. No offense. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's true. It's funny because we just had a situation like this the other day where I called Annie and I had a little little tiff, little run-in with somebody. And I read her what I had sent the person and I felt like I had really taken the high road. 
Which to I be think fair, I, I read what you said to that person and you did take the high road. And the funny thing is, is they responded in a full-blown mental breakdown, like, freak out. And it's weird when you're on the other side of it. I felt so, like, I don't know, this might sound fucked up, but I felt so good that that's how they responded. Because I was like, you're proving my point right there and I'm not even going to engage. Yeah, but again, you went the high. You did the right. You did the right thing, right? Because exactly in that situation, you did what you needed to do for yourself, which was. But I was considering doing what that person did to me to them. You know I know, what I mean? but you didn't. You consulted right. like a few people. I consulted my counsel, and they advised against it. So, I mean, yeah. So it's but but ultimately, you ended up feeling better because you said what you needed to say. You said your piece on the situation. Right. To be fair, sociopathy is a real killer of a drug. You know. <laughs> So is cocaine, but who's counting? Quick word from our sponsors. Shit, let me in, finish eating this fry. <laughs> Speaking of self-sabotage, all these crazy things, you know, encounters with other people, taking the high road. I think another big thing for me recently has been boundaries. Boundaries in what sense? Like learning how to set boundaries. Like knowing- You are so bad at setting oh, boundaries. I'm so bad. Knowing when like enough is enough and when you've been pushed too far. Cause I can get pushed really far sure. before I'll do something about it because I want to be understanding and so on and so forth. Um, but it's something that I'm actively like every day being like, I know I have to work on cause I'm so bad at it. And when I think about my friendship with you, you're one of the only friends I have where I feel like I take more than I give. Like in 90% of my relationships, I'm always like, feel like I'm completely drained and mm -hmm. usually get nothing in return. Yeah. But you're one of the few people that, like, I immediately, like, call and vent to and then am like, okay, gotta go. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> and, like, you know, don't even ask how you're fucking doing. <laughs> so I'm like, what is that like for you? Like, have you struggled with setting boundaries? And I'm not even saying with me, but I'm saying, you know, just in general. No, I think that, I mean, yes and no. I know that in my relationships, I have absolutely getting to a point where I have set boundaries in my relationships and also in my marriage has definitely been a process. I will say I am, I wear a lot of different hats to a lot of different people and a lot of different people wear a lot of different hats for me. And I kind of think that that's the cycle of life. I think there's a handful of people in your life who can kind of bring you back and like really be there for you in a way that is not selfish right. and not there's nothing in it for them and you can just get really honest feedback right mm -hmm. i will say my friend natalie is 100 percent one of those people for me who like if i like i called her today with something or i texted her today about something having to do you know with with work and life and i called her to get her honest take on it and she was really, she's always been like very, very honest with me and she holds me accountable and, but also gives me really nurturing and loving advice, but it's honest. And I think that those people are very, very rare. And I think that I definitely give that to you. I think that you call me when you're upset about something, <laughs> wanting to know if you are A, being a psycho yeah. or B, how to <laughs> handle that situation or C, just to like shoot the shit and vent. And I get it. And I will say there are you know, one of my best, best, best friends, it's definitely a, a give and a take and there is a lean and a pull. And she and I definitely go through ebbs and flows where 
I've had to lean on her more mm -hmm. and I can't give her as much. And she's had to lean on me and I've had to be the one to hold us up. Yeah. And I think that that's friend. I think that's life. I also think that's relationships. I think that relationships are this kind of weird, tangible thing. Right. You know, there's no, I don't think there's any defining factor in, in that. I think that's an important part of all relationships is that you need to be able to look at the bigger timeline and the bigger picture of a relationship because I've had friends in the past where it's like, yeah, they do go through crazy shit and they need to lean on you. And I'm like, fuck, I'm getting so drained right now. This is insane. Like, I can't do this anymore. But when I look at the bigger picture of our relationship or friendship or whatever it may be, I'm like, oh, wait. Like, six months ago, that was, they, I was leaning on them. For sure. And so I think it's sometimes hard to remember that in the moment that, like, what you're saying is true. There's going to be moments where it's like someone needs to take and they're not going to give back to you at all. But eventually, you know, if you're in a healthy relationship, those tables will turn. I will say setting boundaries is really hard, though. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really tough. And there are some relationships in my life that I have absolutely, like, even with my dad... I've had serious trouble setting boundaries oh, with. Join the fucking club, man. True, our dads, it's wild. <laughs> so invasive. Wild. My dad calls me six times a day to ask me what I'm doing. Like, he, he, I don't think he believes that I have a job. Same. So he's just, he calls me and, what are you doing? I'm at work. What are you doing? I mean, I love him, but it's a lot. Oh, I love my father. Yeah. Like, very, very, like, very much. He's but then, wonderful. you know, I'm also, like, just totally the worst person ever. Because if my dad, like once in a while like he'll go like dark like i won't hear from him for a bit um and by a bit i mean like a couple of hours i'm like wait what's going on <laughs> i'm like hello hello love Same. me um something else that i just thought of that i was talking about earlier with tyler because i came home from my audition and uh i cry over everything so of course i started crying and he was like what happened like i just fucking didn't do a good job so on and so forth and I had just gotten off the phone with my manager and I had called my agent on the way back to the house and I'm on the phone with them being like, I fucking bombed it. I did a horrible job. Like, should I tape something right now to send to them so that they know I don't suck? Like, should we call them? Like, what should we do? Like, I just fucking sucked. And Tyler was like, you need to learn that there are certain times in life where you need to not tell everyone you suck. Like I'm the type of person where my defense mechanism is I need to tell you I suck so you know that I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course you're beating him to the punch. Right, I wanna beat people to the Even punch. Even though there's no punch. Even though there's no punch, but he's right. Like the way you speak about yourself totally reflects how most people think of you. It's like so cheesy, but it's so true. Fake it till you make it. Like everybody I know, Tyler's a great example that goes around saying like, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, everything I do is great. I, I believe it nine times out of 10. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between being a full-blown narcissist and just being confident. But if you, you know, ride that fine line the right way, it's like, you totally do believe it. Like 90% of the stuff I've gotten in life, opportunity-wise, I know I shouldn't have gotten, but I was so overly confident that it, I couldn't help but not get it. You know what I mean? Of course. And I'm like, fuck, why have I fallen into this weird trap of like, I do constantly be like, I'm, I I sucked or like, some, I need some type of validation where either they're like, no, you don't suck or I just need them to know that I'm in. Like, 
it just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, why am I, why am I going around wasting my time, like speaking negative shit? It's not going to change what happened. I mean, validation is a very big topic on this podcast. Seriously. And, and it's definitely something that is, it's tough. I'm, I am a huge, huge, huge sucker for validation and also self-destructor when it comes to validation. Like I will do anything I can to get validation in a lot of aspects of my life. And it's absolutely backfired on more than one occasion. And it's really fucking tough. Like that is, that is a toughie. To take this into a lighter direction, <laughs> given that it's been, um, it's definitely a heavier episode for uh, the right. always anxious. But everyone feels this way. It's important to talk about this shit. So people are like, oh wait, good. Every other human on the planet is feeling Dude, this. Dude, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But to take this in a lighter direction. Yes. Can we talk very quickly about the book that we just read? Oh my God, guys. We are in a book club together and I really believe we should have a book club edition episode. I don't know how we would mic all of our members, but we'd find a way. And we're always reading the most nuts fucking books. Like every book we've read, I've always been like, oh my God, it can't get any more nuts than this. But then it did, because we read um, all the ugly and wonderful things. All of the ugly and wonderful mm -hmm. things. Everybody go read it. Just or go listen read to it. it or whatever it is. Amazing. I great pick by Allie. Highly recommend the Audible uh, download. Version. She was really good. The reader was amazing. 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 Like I was like, who is this? Like she had like nine hundred different voices, and her voice has really set the tone. Wavy's voice. Wavy chills. Wavy. So without without revealing this book too much, I I won't say what happens, but I'll generalize the emotions that we went through while reading it. It's a book that puts you in a situation where you are so conflicted morally because what you know to be horrible and wrong and just the worst things in the world, you love for some reason while you're reading this book. It brings everything that you knew and, and thought. It brings your judgment into question. Yes. I, I was like, oh my God, I feel one way. I know it's morally so wrong and so messed up, but I don't care. I just... This is just how I feel, and you know, it, it's, it's it's a roller coaster. It's a young girl story um, about a girl who grows up in a meth lab in in the boonies in mm -hmm. the '80s, and it's great. And everybody needs to like just please read it so that I have someone to talk to about it because I'm dying. Truly, we're like pining for book club, like waiting for book club. Yeah. 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 I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Always Anxious. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those really help us out. So if you want to say, you know, Annie's a shining star and I'm a queen, you know, whatever you want, just leave it. Whatever your heart desires, just and wherever it leads you. Remember, we just launched launched our Instagram, which is at Always Anxious. So give us a follow over there. We're always putting out teasers for future episodes and we tease who's going to be our next guest, things like that. So if you want to be in on the loop, follow us there and we'll talk to all of you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.